Hey everyone, quick note in this episode, when we originally recorded, we also did a Shazam review, but the whole thing ended up running a little bit long, so we decided to cut out that section and release it as a separate episode later this week, but that explains why this one is a little on the shorter side, uh, why there are a bunch of references to a Shazam review that's not there, and also why we're rushing through bat plugs at the end. Uh, So keep an eye out for our spoiler-filled Shazam discussion on Friday of this week, and enjoy. Welcome to episode 115. Wow, uh, Jesus. I know, right? Just racking them up at this point. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we do this every week. Almost. Uh, but welcome to episode 115. This is Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe, co-created by the great Bruce Tim. I am Chris Lord. I'm Kevin Dexter. And we're doing just one episode this week. Just we are uh, lazy. Well, kind of. Well, there's a strategy behind this. <laughs> there is. We have Speak No Evil because next week we have The Call, parts one and two. Now, do you know what that's about? Nope. Okay. I am super excited for these episodes, and when we get to them, you will see why. Okay. But before we get there, we had some extra time to fill this episode, and we're going to finally be talking about Captain Marvel. No, not that one. I was like, hold the on. Other I didn't one. put notes on that one. <laughs> the other one. I still haven't gone to see Captain Marvel for a second time. Folks. It's been busy and insane. That's fine, because we have... Shazam just came out. Exactly. Shazam. Uh, Hellboy comes out next week. So we're going to talk oh, about Pat at some fuck, point. Oh, fuck, it does. Game of Thrones comes out that Sunday. Oh, we'll talk about that. Oh, my God. Uh, and then a week off, then Easter. Uh, then what, do you mean a, what do you mean a week off? God's time. Oh, like a, week, a like weekend like off. Cinema is taking a week yes. off. I was like, yes. do, we no, have not an, us. do we have an unscheduled break <laughs> no. I was unaware of? Uh, and then Endgame. <gasps> Oh, guys, guys, I've been doing a, a strategic Marvel rewatch here, uh, and I'm at the epic battle at the end of nice. Infinity War right now. And I have been, as I've been rewatching them, I've been going through and not ranking them per se, but grouping them into like my favorites, ones that I love, uh, ones that I enjoy, like ones that are good, and mm-hmm. then like the, the lesser, the lesser yeah. so. Um, and I think I originally only gave Infinity War, like, I think three stars. I'm, I'm going to give it definitely a bump up to four. It's great. Right now, it's, it's, it's going back and forth between uh, movies that I love for the MCU and my favorites. It might end up in my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, and I cannot wait for Endgame. I, I've, I started, just because out of pure curiosity... I started making a list of what I call the knockoff MCU films. Okay. Where it's the films that have two or more Marvel characters in them, but are not <laughs> Marvel films. So, like, which ones do you so have So, I started on your watching list? the horrible, horrible film that I loved so much as a kid called The Perfect Score the other night. Who's in that? Chris Evans and ScarJo. Oh, okay. Oh, did you put this up on Instagram? I did. Okay, I saw something about this. It's from 2004, and it's about a group of high schoolers that uh, steal the answers to the SAT. Oh, I do remember and, this movie. Oh, man, is it a bad movie. Is there anyone else noteworthy in it? Um, yes, who is it? Because I remember that movie came out, but obviously no one knew who either mm-hmm. Chris Evans was. Right, yeah, this is early or, Chris Evans. Yeah, this, oh. was, this was pre-even uh, Fantastic Four, right? Yes, yeah. The only thing he, the only big thing he had been in at this point was not another teen movie. Oh, okay, which I actually have never seen. Really? No. It's funny. I, I need to watch. It. I've heard it's one of the better of the yeah, the parody films. films. Yeah. I mean, I obviously know the scene where he's in the the whipped cream bikini. Of course, everyone does. Choice. Um, okay, I'm looking up here. The perfect score. 
Who is in this? Oh, Erica Christensen. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brian Greenberg. And, oh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, yeah, he plays the brother. I forgot about He's that. He's in there, and no one else I recognize. Yeah. Oof. Uh, man, great soundtrack, because it's, it's like that um, early 2000s pop punk soundtrack. Okay. Uh, it's great. Oh, my God. But look, that's all I can say about it. Look, at, look at that film poster. Yeah. Actually, I'm even looking at uh, Chris Evans. He's wearing the the kind of the the soft jacket, like zip up jacket that had a high collar on it. They always mm-hmm. wore flat down. Yeah. I had several of these. The color scheme on this is actually very similar to his winter soldier suit. Okay. Yeah. Little, uh, little Easter egg in there, obviously. <laughs> he's, he's been preparing for a while <laughs> this whole time. Oh my God. This looks fucking terrible. Uh, say so I watch that. I'm going to watch Scott Pilgrim at some point. Also question for you. Yes. Uh, how, how did this movie hold up given the uh, college admissions cheating scandal that's also happening at the same time? Did, did, were there parallels? Did it feel like um, a little prescient? There were definitely mentions to something like that. Uh, but, I mean, none of them were... I mean, one of them was trying to get into an elite school. Uh, and she didn't really talk about the parent side of it. Okay. Um, no, the the one joke they make is the, the character that's definitely uh, does not hold up in today's environment is the the stoner Asian kid mm-hmm. uh, who's who's just uh, drooling over women the entire film. Of it, course it's many is. people's introduction to the song Because I Got High. Oh, yeah, that, okay. That's his, he's, his intro is he's, he's smoking in the men's bathroom. Um, but he does make, he, he makes a, a one-off joke, which I, that I really enjoyed. He's like you don't you don't go to the the preppy kids for the best SAT scores. You go to the uh, the middle class Asian girls who've never turned a TV on in their life because <laughs> they're the ones that are going to get the best scores. Also, did you catch that? Uh, who plays the stoner Asian guy? I looked him up and I, I saw he was in something else. He's in Westworld. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the other tech alongside good old Ptolemy. Yeah, from Westworld. Oh my god, I love him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I maybe have to go back and watch this movie. I won't. It's no, don't. I, like, Chris, I won't. Chris, you were like, you would not only hate the movie, you would hate me for even watching this movie. It's that level of bad. Is it really? Yeah. You know, I do. There's, it's not even like enjoyable bad. Because you are my litmus test for quality. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think something's bad, I have to give it a wide berth. Yeah. What's the fucking point? Right. <laughs> like, I still enjoyed it. Like, it, it definitely holds nostalgia for me. But is, is it even like a good, bad movie? or no. is a, It's just a flat, it's bad. Just, it's just a bad movie. It's just a flat, bad, bad movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on the like flip... There, there are many other bad Chris Evans films that, that rank way above this. Oh, yeah. What's Your Number is miles above this. Uh, wait, is this the one with him and... Um, Anna Faris? Anna Faris, mm-hmm. yeah. Is it bad? Is it not good? I, I think it's funny. I need I need to give it a rewatch. But that that's the... Um, what is it? I, I think it, the uh, the plot of the movie is um, it's a girl that slept with a bunch of guys and some psych, some psychologist said that like if a girl sleeps with over 23 guys, she has zero chance of like marriage. Oh, Jesus. Some, some weird rule about that. And so it's all about like how many people have you slept with. Is this also a spinoff of the film, the number 23? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, 
where um, Anna Ferris is at like 20, she slept with like 22 people. Oh, here we go. A woman looks back at her past 19 men. So I'm okay. assuming maybe the number is so 20. So it's the, it's the 20th man is either the one you marry or you're never going to marry. Okay, let's see um, who, who's in this here. Anna Ferris, Chris Evans, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, Blythe Danner, Ed Begley Jr., I love them. Joel McHale, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's in it? Is that where they met? Maybe. I haven't seen this movie since freshman year of high school. So from freshman oh year my of God, Zachary Quinto, oh, Mike man. Vogel, Martin Freeman, Andy Samberg, <laughs> Thomas Lennon. Okay, Anthony, I do remember Andy Samberg. Anthony Mackie. <laughs> this is this, this has is, to be on your list. Oh great! We, we All right, three. I'm excited now. No, we have four. We have four people from the MCU in here already. <laughs> oh my god! I did not realize this movie was that stacked. Aziz and sorry. Oh my god! This is incredible. Maybe we have to do a special. On just I remember this, enjoying this, this film when I watched alone. it. <laughs> okay, yeah, we clearly need to watch this at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so we're talking here about good bad movies on the completely other end of the spectrum. Our least favorite genre of film, bad good movies. We had a trailer for one this week. Oh, okay. It's called Joker. Yes. (laughs) When we don't know that yet. Okay, before I get into this, Cameron, what Mm -hmm. did you think about it? Um, that's a good question, Chris. I thought it was okay. It's it's uh, obviously we've had this conversation many a times where we. Uh, we're incapable of being overly excited about DC things anymore. For good reason. Yes. We have had our hearts broken many a time. Uh, the duct tape only holds so many things together. <laughs> the DC duct tape. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it's clearly very much in the style of Killing Joke. But is it even, though? I don't know. Like, I don't know, Chris. I don't know how to talk about this trailer. It's that's so the thing. weird. It's not, because The Killing Joke is a contemporary story with Batman and the Joker. And Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon. Gordon yeah. Barbara Gordon. Like, all these significant players with, with flashbacks, with ambiguous flashbacks interwoven into it. Yeah. I'll, so I'll rephrase. It's definitely based on the flashbacks yeah. of Killing Joke. Which is what we've always wanted. Right. I, you know my favorite part of Killing Joke? The flashbacks. The flashbacks. <laughs> the bad stand-up comedy. Well, I, you know, going into this, I was wondering, you know, what's really going to turn Joaquin Phoenix into the Joker? And then now I know he's just going to get beat up a whole bunch. Yeah. By random people on the street for no reason, because that only happens in films. Like, that only happens in film. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, just people do get assaulted on the street. That happens. But it's not like... People just look at some guy dressed like a clown and decide, oh, he's on a subway. I'm just going to go beat him up. Most people's reaction is, I'm going to get the fuck away from him because he's the crazy one. Yeah. It's like, I mean, they're already making memes out of him getting hit in the face with a sign by the teenagers. Yes. Because it, this looks so stupid to me. Oh, my favorite meme that's come out of this is the, uh, it's the two buff guys uh, holding hands. Oh, yeah. clapping hands. And it's the... uh, (laughs) Is the Dark Knight Joker on one, and then the Walking Phoenix Joker on the other, and at the bottom it's like people that hate Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> yes, I mean I guess that's true. This, you know, what? I'm not even gonna say that. I was about to say it can't be any worse than Jared Leto's Joker. We don't know that. I absolutely think it can. Look, I think I think Walking Phoenix is a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily gonna go and say that Todd Phillips is a great director. The first Hangover movie is like a modern classic. Is it a comedy though? Chris, <laughs> is it, is I have a it, question for you. Is, is it, it a, the last? Is it 
Would you consider that a comedy film? Have we have we referenced this before? I don't think so, podcast. but I'm throwing you under the bus right now. So Cameron and uh, occasional guest Shane and I were having a conversation, and I was saying that The Hangover was not a studio comedy. <laughs> because clearly not. It's clearly an emotional tale of a man trying to my, figure out his life. My argument, my argument was and is, and is... That it does not have the same tone as like all of the studio comedies that came out in the nineties. Why does it have to? Because like you pick, you can say the same argument about uh, Ace Ventura is in a comedy because it doesn't it doesn't set itself up in the same way that Groundhog's Day didn't set itself up. No, that's definitely a studio comedy. Hmm? Not not if you're like, comparing it to the eighties eighties studio comedies. Look, in my mind, The Hangover is a dramedy. But then, I mean, we have we have uh, Dumb and Dumber, but I mean that's nothing compared to Animal House. I mean, Animal House is a studio comedy through and through. But uh, I mean, no, it's not really because that was National Lampoon. So it's, it's not a com. I mean, no, so it's, it's not a, a studio. It's, yeah, but it's like not it's not the studio comedy the same. So it's like the eighties and nineties were just churning God, out studio fuck comedy. You. <laughs> a comedy is a fucking comedy. It's a really good movie, comedy or not. It it is a comedy. There is no not in this situation. I'm sorry, you're too dead to understand humor of early Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> it's not an argument. It's not something you're going to win, ever. I'm not even trying at this point. Too. Yeah, because you know you're on the losing side of this battle. You're, I, just, you're just standing on that side to provoke us. I think it You be- are the joker in this situation. Oh my god, I am. Well... To be perfectly honest, it's been a rough weekend. I was beat up on a subway and I got hit in the face with a parking sign by a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, I mean, that's just L.A., though. So, I mean, I'm well on the way to becoming a psychopath. But it's like, that's the thing about this movie is it's making us empathize with someone who's ultimately become a mass murderer. Right. And, I mean, look, it's not a direct parallel. This all feels very Trumpian to me. Mm -hmm. It's just like, the Joker is a character that is monstrous and we're we're gonna but we're gonna humanize him because apparently in this day and age we need to humanize terrible people yeah guess what folks gotta we, see the other side of the, other we side don't. Of the argument we absolutely don't mm-hmm. we don't need to humanize the joker he's already been done multiple times over really well on screen without needing a sympathetic background like he i would say is kind of humanized in the animated series but that's because they make him endearing but also it's a kid's cartoon right and the only time you actually ever see him kill anybody is in Phantasm, which wasn't on TV, so they were able to get away with that. I'm trying to think of any other successful villain-focused films. I guess Maleficent. Maleficent. Fairly successful. It's pronounced, it's pronounced Maleficent. What did I say? Maleficent? Maleficent. It's fuck you. <laughs> I'm not having this argument today. That's not an argument, Cameron. It's right there on the text. It's spelled with an E. Okay. It's Maleficent. And E's and I's sound very similar. Mm. Maleficent. Maleficent. Is it malicious? Yeah, but that's spelled with an I. Malicious. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. It is stupid. Thanks for bringing it up. I mean, yeah, I guess that kind of... Villain, Villainous-themed films. I mean, they're still threatening us with that Corella DeVille origin movie, so... I think there was more news about that this week. I think they signed I, on some big name to no. it. No. Yeah. 
No, I mean Emma Stone um, was in talks for a long oh, time. Oh, maybe that's what I read. Maybe it was Emma Stone. But I mean, yeah. she's been in talks for a long time. I don't, I don't think that actually got confirmed this week. That can't be true. Like, they're, I mean, they're not. Yeah, I mean, this is what. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2018. Yeah, 2018. Like, this is um, something that another podcast favorite of mine, uh, Empire Film Podcast, one of the hosts there, Helena Harris, is always saying, which is um, if you're a villain, you'll live long enough to see yourself become a hero. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. It, I mean, it happens with Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens with, like, a lot of the horror villains too. Like I've haven't, I haven't seen all of them, but like there's always talk about like, oh, if you get far enough into a horror franchise, they will have the villains get like a sympathetic backstory and maybe have a heroic moment. Well, it's because d- because for those movies, you need to continue that story to keep escalating. You need a more villainous villain. That's true. Yeah, and so then have- that just turns into the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they did that with Alien versus Predator, where mm-hmm. they at the end of it, the predators were the good guys. Kind of. Mm-hmm. He's like, you don't need to do this. Like, we're not getting a fucking origin film from the shark and Jaws. But what if? Oh, my God. We say that Hear now. Hear me out. We say that now. It's Bruce from Finding Nemo. <laughs> and he's exposed to, like, toxic chemicals. Yes. He just... It's all he, humans he gets, doing. He gets beat up by a whole bunch of, like, swimmers. Mm-hmm. Someone comes around and hits him in the face with a buoy. Uh, no, I'll. It, it'll either be a play on environmentalism, mm-hmm. or uh, it'll be uh, photographer underwater photographers taking photos of him. Uh, he goes crazy. Oh, the flashing, the, flash. the flashes like make him go crazy. Yeah, he's a deep sea. He's a deep sea shark. Yeah, uh, and so the flash makes him go crazy, and then that raises him to the surface. Yep, to attack whatever was in his way. It's uh, it's such a dumb. Mm-hmm. trope i'm i'm so done with it jaws origins like we don't we just we don't need this movie and honestly i was surprised by how excited people were when the trailer came out yeah i don't know why anymore. i don't know why either it's like there's nothing about this that is interesting to me like if this were an original film without the character of the joker at its forefront i might be a bit more interested in it mm-hmm. but we know how it ends Right. Like murder. Yeah. It ends with him murdering people. And like, I, I bet you, I bet you now. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Here's okay. what we're going to do. All right. If I'm right about this, what about to this? gamble on a live podcast? Yes. Sure. <laughs> we can. It's legal. If I'm right about this, what I'm about to propose, I will acknowledge that the hangover is a studio comedy. All right. I will admit I'm wrong and acknowledge well, the comedy. Let me know the terms comedy. of this first. The terms are. I was going to figure out what your, your end of this is. Oh, no, I'll just do this. this, these yeah, stakes, this sounds like an all you thing. This, these stakes are on me. I have yet to be part of this. These stakes are on me. So I bet you at the end of this movie, that version of the Joker ends up killing Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. we know Thomas Wayne is in this. Because mm-hmm. um, originally it was going to be Alec Baldwin. And a young Bruce, supposedly. Yeah, like uh, people are already, I think it might have been as a joke, but there's that shot of the Joker like reaching through a gate and like forcing some child to smile. And people are like, oh, this is the scene where the Joker like forces a young Bruce Wayne to smile. I bet you that's fucking true. Because the only reason there could ever be a gate is if there's a rich person on the other side. Exactly. Of it. I mean, plus, this movie is already smacking us in the face with references as if we're a goddamn street sign. Or they're yeah. street sign and we're a fucking clown. Like, oh, it's Arkham, in case you forgot. They mentioned Gotham in the text. Mm-hmm. 
Again, though, we've had this conversation before. It's for middle America. It's for the people that don't listen to this podcast or listen to the Weekly Planet. There are somehow people that don't know these things. But they don't need to know them. It's true. But it's, look, that's my bet right now. My bet right now is the movie ends with him killing Thomas and Martha Wayne. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be a laugh? Is that going to be the first Joker laugh? Is it fades to black? Um, No, I think he's going to laugh before that. Okay. Uh, but you know, like this is gonna be this, and he's gonna end up in the blue su- or the purple suit by the end. Oh yeah, because yeah. throughout all this, he's in the red suit and he's got like more traditional like clown so makeup. So what's on. what's the um the movie that visually this is being based off of? I don't know about visually. Funny, it's it's like oh the, well, the um it's the Scorsese film, the Last King of Comedy. Yes, yeah, yeah, that one. It's it's like the plot wise why mm-hmm. plot wise wise yeah <laughs> yeah. It's based off that. Gotcha. Is my understanding. Okay, so I, yeah, I, I want to watch that before I watch this. I see. I don't think I'm going to because that movie seems to be held in pretty high regards, even though a lot of people consider it like a lesser Scorsese film, but some people consider it like a sleeper hit of his. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter what, it's going to be a better movie. Like, again, Martin Scorsese is a better filmmaker than Todd Phillips. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, Martin Scorsese has never made a not-studio comedy. So... Um, <laughs> no. He made... Oh, sorry. Are you saying... Other way around, are you saying that he's never made a comedy? Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's say, because he made fucking silence. <laughs> Motherfucker. I hate that movie so much. I understand why. <laughs> I completely understand why. Um, but yeah, I'm not excited about this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, there we go. Just put it on the record. Looks, I know, it's one, terrible. That, it's one that we're going to see. Well, obviously, because we're masochists. Yes. Um. And we'll, we'll see what comes out of it at the other end. Yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about some potentially exciting news. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Half, half connected to Joker. Gotham's ending. Thank God. Oh, yeah. We, we got, got a we, photo first, of the new Joker. Cameron Monaghan's version. God, it's just... It, no, it's, so it's not. So the last season of Joker, of, of Gotham, is supposedly present-day Gotham. So it's an old Joker. Is it the whole final season or just like the last episode? I think it might just be the last episode. Oh, it's, okay. it's when we're going to see this new Joker. Yeah, because I think we're also going to see that it. just looks like a hobo. He, he just looks like Heath Ledger's. He's dressed like Heath Ledger's Joker, but he's like lost all of his hair and fat. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and fat. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Looking. It's so, it's so ugly. It's horrifying. Mm-hmm. So, is this going to make you want to watch Gotham now? No. Good answer. No. Uh, nothing up to this point has made me want to watch that show. They could put Ben McKenzie in a fucking mustache and I still wouldn't watch this show. Uh, half, half tangent to this. Did you ever watch Krypton or have any interest in watching Krypton? I do want to watch Krypton because okay. I actually have Did heard you good see things. That it, they just added it to DC Universe. Uh, I heard they were going to. I guess I haven't noticed that it's actually Podcast up is being sponsored by DC. <laughs> they they oh, just please? added it on. Please DC Universe? <laughs> yeah, they just added it on Friday. So okay. All, the whole first season and I assume only season. <laughs> yeah, but they are working on a season two. Okay. Um, and I've actually heard good things about that show. Yeah, I, I saw it went up. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. But I, after Game of Thrones starts, I'll probably give it an episode. Yeah, I'll have to watch Doom Patrol first. Mm-hmm. Just keep promising to do that. Yes. Um, and I have to go rewatch Captain Marvel because I also keep promising to do that. Yes. But then, then I'll, but see, then, then I'll watch Krypton. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I'm never going to watch Gotham. It looks fucking terrible. But right. what I was going to say is uh, in terms of news for a well, frankly, more beloved franchise on our part, the MCU. Yes. Uh, it looks like Kamel Nanjiani is in talks to join the Eternals. Yeah. 
That's exciting. Again, I don't know anything about the internals as, as characters, but, but I love him. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. The Big Sick was one of my favorite movies of that year. Was that 2017? Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite movies that year. Same. Super excited for him to join in. The the bigger he gets, the more stuff he gets to do, just the better off everyone is. Mm-hmm. So bring it on. Yeah. Agreed. Don't have much to add. No, I don't have much else to add, but everything so far I'm hearing about this is... Uh, everything I'm hearing is making me excited for it. Also... They've earned my trust. Nice. They have, they have yet to have, a, I say, a bad casting choice in the MCU. I can't think of anyone, so I'll agree. Yeah. And I'm very curious, because clearly we don't know what's next after Spider-Man. No. So we have a few months until, I assume D23 is where we're going to get the next wave, the next it's a very probably guess. seven announcements. Yeah. Well, we know oh. within that, they'll probably there will be... <clears throat> the Black Widow solo movie, because mm-hmm. that's... Oh, David Harbour. That was a bit of news this week. has joined that cast. Okay. So the new Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he's in everything. Obviously, Stranger Things. He is in Quantum of Solace. I didn't know that. Going back to the day, yeah. Um, he's going to be one of the, I guess, leads in Black Widow. But we know cool. we're getting that. We know we're getting the Eternals. Uh, we know there will now be a Guardians 3. Yeah. But that that's a ways away yeah that i mean that's, that's probably like, like a 2021 2022 yeah it's probably like film. two three years out we know there'll be a black panther 2 we know there'll be a doctor strange 2 did you see the interview with uh chadwick boseman about that no so they did the the red carpet premiere the other day oh yeah uh and there was some Chad, chadwick boseman was clearly there uh and the interview was like can you give us any information on what's happening in the movie he's like i'm dead and <laughs> like oh yeah we know but what about like black panther 2 he's like i'm dead uh and like and that, that's the only thing he said, but the interviewer kept asking him like question and question of like, yeah. well, how can you tell us about like what's going on in Wakanda? He's like, I'm dead. I don't know. Like I can't say, I clearly, I can't say anything. My boss is right there. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, he, he was just clearly getting more and more frustrated with this. Yes. And Walt trolling like, He's them. so just tired. Of... I mean, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And especially when you have, the entire cast there yeah and only six of them are allowed to talk i'm sure that makes it very difficult well and you gotta imagine that for him he's like okay cool i get to go to these things but not have to say anything because i'm not even in this this new movie coming up yeah and then this shit still happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) poor guy Uh, because they also i don't know if you saw uh the core avengers was at we're at disneyland this week yes i'm so sad that i missed it oh i know they did a big charity event uh out in california adventure Mm -hmm. which is i mean they're so cool. They are. And because uh, they, it was um, what, like a $5 million donation to a number of like, uh, like children's hospital charities. Mm-hmm. I want to say I, I read it, but I've kind of forgotten the details. Yeah. And I think like each character brought their own like hospital with them. Yeah. Like, there were so many kids. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. Well, it, it does. It speaks to the fact that Disney knows what they're doing with <laughs> this. Oh Yeah. And, and the, I mean, Marvel was kind of doing this stuff beforehand, but like, you know, it, it's the power of this sort of like celebrity and this sort of like pop culture fervor is that you can rally these companies to make these huge donations. And also you can just have these, these even just the actors themselves, they don't even have to go in costume now, they often do. Mm-hmm. You can just go to these places and just their presence alone is like, it's hugely inspiring. It's a treat for these kids. It's really sweet. Yeah. To watch. It's really, really nice. And it's like, they just all seem like lovely people. I know. The loveliest of people. So, um, but should we get on to our topic? Let's at, talk about our episode at, at hand. So, uh, our episode this week is speak no evil. Yes. Uh, which has got a sentient gorilla in it. Another gorilla episode. 
This is the second one we've seen, but the third one in the DCAU. So the, the first one would have been the... Mad Hatter. Oh, the circus one from New Batman Adventures, right? When he... Four, because the giant, giant gorilla. Oh, Bobo. Bobo. Yes. Okay, yes, we have Bobo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, oh no, Titano. Bobo was the little... Bobo was the toy. The toy, but Titano yeah. was the, the big guy. Okay. So we had Titano. Um, we had, yeah, the... The um, Mad Hatter one. I'm trying to remember the name of that episode. Uh, I thought I wrote it down. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, we have this. And then we, I know we're going to go to Gorilla City by the time we get to um, Justice League. Yeah, Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. Um, okay, I got a question for you, Cameron. Okay. So Are gorillas overplayed? A little bit. Okay, I will that, say a little bit. <laughs> that is an addendum to my question, which was, have we actually had a really good animal-focused episode? Like, is there ever a good animal-focused episode of a show? Like, for a show that does not focus on animals, I'm not talking, like, wild thornberries here. <laughs> wild thornberries. I'm talking of a show that has nothing to do with animals when they have, like, their one-off episode featuring animal. Is it ever good? Not, not just DCAU. Just anything? I mean, we can start with DCAU. Okay, we can just go, starting we, with DCAU. We can go broad. Well, I mean, like, Man Bat. I don't count good. that. Okay, that's, a, not, that's not like animal. that's a bat about man bat. Like I'm talking about an episode where there is like an animal at its forefront. Okay. Like hits a lot of the same beats as this. Like we get the backstory of the animal, like getting taken from his family in the forest, and stuff happens to him, and someone's trying to save him, like all that sort of stuff. I know the answer is yes. I'm just trying to think of it. Well, I mean, there's there's the whole monkey storyline from Dexter's Lab. Oh. Gotcha. <sighs> but that's like. Monkey and Sir Quackers. Wait, what? Sir Quackers? Was Mandark, Mandark had an evil duck Wait, named Quackers. But the, the monkey was the superhero. Yes. So Dexter had the monkey, and then his, his rival was Mandark's pet evil duck, which it. I'm pretty sure his name was Sir Quackers. Okay, wait, but if I'm going to be pedantic, which I always am. Okay, please do. I'm going to say, I don't know if those count, because... Those are kind of spinoffs okay. in some ways, right? Because I know there were definitely segments in Dexter's Lab about, what was the superpower monkey called? Just monkey. Just monkey. <laughs> so like, there, there, are, there are segments about him the same way, like there were Pinky in the Brain were segments of Animaniacs and they got spun off into its mm-hmm. own Okay, thing. okay. okay. Here, here's my other one. Um, Samurai Jack. Never seen it. Really? Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, Animal Act is the DCU episode. With... Um, with uh, the circus, with my Mad control Hatter controlling gotcha. the animals okay, in the circus. Yeah. Okay, so in Samurai Jack, in the first season, there's an episode where it's uh, future elephants um, are being controlled and harassed by these weird, like aquatic alien things. Okay, uh, and Jen, and you you see their whole backstory, and it's you know, uh, it's almost Oompa Loompa esque, where they have okay. this like Paradise Island. Everything was great, and then these dictators came in and stole them from their homes, separated them from their family, blah 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 blah. And Sam and, and Jack comes in and saves them all. Okay, and that's pretty good. It's it's pretty good. Okay, I, I know- mean, season one of Samurai Jack. I don't think there's a bad episode. Okay, I I do need to watch that show because everyone says it's amazing, mm-hmm. um, and I really want to. Plus, Gandhi Tarkovsky is yeah. a fucking genius. Um, okay, I so I'll give you that. The dog episode. Of, I'm just going through Tarkovsky cartoons right now. <laughs> Go, the go episode for of it. Powerpuff Girls, where uh, the entire town is turned into dogs, animal themed. 
I'm not gonna count that though. It's not about an animal. It's not about like, like an they're epi- all about dogs. <laughs> yeah, but it's like they turn. They're people that are turned into dogs. Like I don't count this little piggy amongst this category of episodes when Wonder Woman is turned into a pig in the JLU. Okay, like that's about Wonder but, Woman being a pig, not animals, about a pig. But animals gaining human intelligence does count. Kind. Yeah, I guess if it's an animal first, and then the whole episode centers around it, and it's like. So what about like, the series? Like a one-off my, thing too. What about the series? My gym partner is a monkey. No. Also, don't even know what that show is. My God. <laughs> That's fine. What is that show? The show about a kid whose last name is Lion, and so they accidentally send him to a school for animals, uh, and his gym partner is a monkey. Oh, okay, Jim. I've seen I've seen this animation, but I've never actually seen this show. Um, okay, wait, no, I was looking up Titano. Isn't it Titano? Mm-hmm. This episode, I felt like um, getting off the topic for a quick second of yeah. of shows that have good animal episodes. This felt like the peak of a like animal preservation in pop culture. Like this is this is like Steve Irwin's at his peak around this time. Mm. I feel oh, like um Zoo Books is kind of is like <gasps> Zoo Books. Yeah, it's oh, kind of like at their peak at this God. time. Zoo Books. Um and I felt like this is when like America started to care about preserving animal species like the uh the wwe e yes because wwf is now no world Wait. wildlife foundation yes yeah, yeah the, the, animals, the animals were wwf yes yeah the wwf yeah. was a big deal at this time it used to be world wrestling federation now it's entertainment yes oh that's right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so wwf is is wildlife Found- it's on my fucking credit card i don't know why <laughs> yeah you should know these things yeah um i know what southwest is <laughs> You do. This was on my credit card. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I felt like this episode was kind of like this is like the PSA of preserving animals. And I, I think maybe that's why I generally don't care for these episodes because mm-hmm. I hate animals. Yes. Did no, you? It's not one more side story. I love animals. Because uh, it was a news article from this week. Uh, some African country made it legal to attack poachers. Uh, and so there's like like uh, an African vigilante going. She's like a former hunter, going around like attacking <laughs> African poachers. This makes me and she looks so happy. She looks like someone that would be doing this too. She's like tatted head to toe. Uh, has like in the one photo I saw, she had like a giant rifle on her back. And I'm like, oh, this is just female Slade Wilson. Like this is fem- this is Lady Deathstroke. Oh, uh, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. She's a Bamf. Yeah. Like, okay, like, this is the article. Um, who is this badass chick, and how is she helping the hunt against poachers? And it is her holding a massive fucking rifle. Yeah. That's so funny to me. Knessa Johnson, mm-hmm. former U.S. Army soldier who fought in Afghanistan. Then she joined the Veterans Empowered to Protect African Wildlife, VetPaw. Mm-hmm. What a... Bamf. What a badass, right? Oh my god. Yes. Um, this makes me so happy. Yeah. So um, I will say I I didn't I enjoyed this episode for the most part. This I weirdly had very strong fat flashbacks for this one. To what? I don't know. I've definitely seen were you, you know, were you kidnapped from your mother as a child? I was. From <laughs> trees in Africa? I was. And subjected to animal testing? Yes, I had a reverse Tarzan story. <laughs> Given human-like intelligence, yes, which is why you now do a podcast. Uh, yeah, waiting for this episode <laughs> for my backstory to finally be revealed. Um, 
Wait, is that given that I'm the villain of the podcast? Does that make me a poacher? Uh, no, just an animal abuser. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're no different than like a Barnum. Hey, that movie was great. He seemed really nice. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed so lovely and not at all monstrous. I honestly expected... Did, you saw Dumbo, right? Yeah, it was terrible. I, I was really expecting Michael Keaton to be an old Barnum. Oh, Because that's basically okay. what he was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the Michael Keaton and Dumbo is a much more accurate, as far as I can tell, interpretation of P.T. Barnum yes. than the good old Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so good music though. What did you, yeah, it's great music. Uh, what did you like about this episode? It was, it was a unique, um, animal story. Cause we, we've seen mind control. We've seen gorilla grod who, who has his own version of super intelligence. Yeah. We have Minsu Mala who has his own version of super intelligence. We have Jesus. Um, the original Superman villain is what? The original Superman villain is a super genius that put his mind inside an albino gorilla. The ultra humanite? Yes, thank you. Is he a Superman villain? Yeah, he got to start as a Superman villain. Oh, okay. I just know mm-hmm. him from Justice League. So. Okay. Yeah. So we have all of these villains that are similar, um, but have always used their intelligence for evil. Yeah. Whereas this is more of what if Mr. Freeze was a gorilla? <laughs> Holy shit, you're right. That's what this episode was. <laughs> that is this episode. Yeah, because he, like, the whole thing is that there's this ape on the loose in this gorilla on the loose. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's none on the run. Uh, this, <laughs> this gorilla's on the loose in Gotham. His name is Fingers, mm-hmm. which is adorable. Uh, and, yeah, he was, we learned that he was, way back in the day, uh, basically kidnapped by this guy, James Van Dyne, James Van Dyle, mm-hmm. who I also realized as I was watching the episode looks a shitload like Mr. Sunday movies. Does he? I didn't, even, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a shitload like him. Um, Mr. Sunday movies, of course, being the co-host of the weekly planet, our inspiration. Yes. For those who don't know. Our muse. Our muses. Exactly. Um, but yeah, he's like kidnapped by this guy and subject claims to be a, a con, conservation exactly yeah he, he has this very public persona as yeah like a, a conservationist. he's going out there and rescuing animals from um Re- da- rescuing like, endangered animals exactly and then giving them like a quote-unquote better life it basically just like storms through the jungle with his massive four by four or six by six whatever the fuck that was mm-hmm. and just kidnaps all of the the animals and sends them off to yeah. for various nefarious purposes mm-hmm. and so well, i assume he i assume he just sells them to you know, some, t- some for science and some to the highest bidder. Yeah, circus or mm-hmm. poachers, whatever. And so this particular ape, gorilla, excuse me, fingers is uh, injected with a chemical that is like basically like splicer juice. No, it, so it is, it's exactly splicer. Um, it, it's the same okay. formula yes. they use for splicing animal DNA into humans for the splicers. Yeah. But instead, they spliced human DNA into <clears throat> fingers to give him a, a growing intelligence. Yeah, so he's able to talk and communicates, and he wants revenge on Van Dyle, and Batman's like, no, I'll go get him instead. Um, I, it just... I liked it up to that point. <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess I just... I don't care about episodes like this. They, they just feel like filler. Yes, it, it felt like it was, it honestly felt like um, someone had cut out all of Batman Adventures 
into their like one sentence into you know kind of a a matlib format of like we have nouns adjectives and verbs yeah uh and just kind of pulled because you know the same thing it's with the tiger cage that's the same as when he's in the shark tank yeah um oh you mean schrodinger's lions when we see a couple of lions and we know he's inevitably gonna end up in there have Mm -hmm. to fight them right yes um right we had that the gorilla we've seen before um the sympathetic villain we've seen the sympathetic the antagonist exactly the, the character who starts off as a villain but we learn over the course is is not yeah there's a worse villain out there mm-hmm. I, I guess for me the it other is times, very formulaic it's the same it's, problem we have, yeah with a lot of other stuff it's very formulaic and i guess for me and other times we've had these like animal focused episodes that i'm not the biggest fan of at least there was something else interesting going on there right so you look at animal acts from the new batman adventures it's the mad hatter controlling animals at Haley's circus so it personally affects nightwing and we get more about you know his backstory and he's got that kind of will they won't they with the, the animal wrangler mm-hmm. um plus it's a mystery as to who the perpetrator is so it's kind of fun at the end when it's the mad hatter who's like a you know a well-loved villain and even going all the way back to um titano and the episode of superman the animated series i like that episode because it's a totally different side of Lois. Mm-hmm. Like Lois is always this like totally on top of her game, super snarky, just like sniping jokes left and right, like power person. And this episode, she's a lot softer because like it takes her back to her childhood memories and history with her dad. And mm-hmm. she has oh, this wait, wait, sort wait, of sorry, sweetness. Sorry. We Before don't really we, see. sorry to cut you off. How Before dare you? we continue this episode, that was a chimp, wasn't it? In Titano? Yeah. Wasn't the, that a giant chimp? Yeah, it was a chimp. Okay. Then we can't include that because it's not a gorilla. Well, I'm not saying they have to be gorillas, but like it's the same. I want to make sure I don't want I don't want a, a primate specialist who listen to this opposite, this episode to call us out on our horrible uh, mishandling of of pronouns. <laughs> I'm of, glad of this speciesist. Is, I'm glad this is of concern to you. It is. Like yes, Titana so, was a chimpanzee, but yes. we're still gonna count it in the general vein. Of this style of episode. Okay, yes. Okay, that is fine. I just wanted to make sure we covered that covered that base before we continue the episode. All right. Sorry. I don't have anything else to say about that. Well, I don't know what I was saying. You cut me <laughs> off. <laughs> like, uh, it just... It didn't... I don't know. It just didn't really quite register for me. Um, this was weirdly, weirdly an episode that I've seen before. Yeah, Because I'd, I'd seen a handful before. But this is one where it was so fresh in my mind, I thought we, I thought I was watching the wrong episode because I felt like we'd already done it on the podcast. Oh yeah, it was like weirdly that fresh for me because it's just kind of generic and it it feels like they were trying to find uh, a physical threat for Batman because mm-hmm. that is something we see a lot in this show, which has a, a similar root issue of Superman, the animated series, which is when your hero already is so powerful, mm-hmm. you have to throw physically challenging obstacles at him. So they're like, Oh, what could Batman maybe not be able to fight a gorilla? Yeah. Um, okay. But let's like make him an intelligent gorilla. And then also we're gonna, everyone's going to think he's a villain, but he's actually going to be Mr. like Freaks. a sympathetic character. And there's gonna be another villain. And it's, it, you just kind of feel like that was their, the evolution of the writing process. And I give them credit for wanting to subvert the expectation of having the animals, not like the animal, not actually be the villain. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's been the case for every animal episode so far yeah. in the DCAU. Well, I think, I think you can even bring it back even more. I think the initial 
concept of the episode was we want the high tech Batman to fight something as low tech as possible. Okay. Animals. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what can we put him up against? Well, gorilla is top of mind of every DC writer ever. Yeah. Um, and then, then, yeah, then it kind of spun off into, into your, uh, story. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, there's not really a lot that happened in this episode. No, there are, there are moments that I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, like I liked the, the very beginning when it's all shown in first person and like, you know, there's, we just know someone is running around. Something is running around and like scaring yeah. people and like some girl screams. Then we see in like a reflection, it's fingers, the gorilla. Cause I was, cause in that moment I was, I was thinking like, what could possibly be so scary in Gotham where you already have humans as half animal? Yeah. Like what is more terrifying than that? Like, oh, a full animal. Full okay. Animal. Well, because, I mean, they even kind of call that out in this episode because it's uh, Terry, Dana, Max, and uh, Howard. By the way, I love that Howard keeps coming back. Oh, yeah. Like, I, he, I feel like he's one of the few characters of Terry's friends that got a whole episode that is also still recurring, like, after the fact. Normally, yeah. it's you get a few appearances, and there's an episode about that character, and they disappear. But I love that Howard's still around. Yeah. It's just still like this totally lovable loser. But Well, he usually has some part in the episodes. When I saw him, I'm like, oh, what's he going to do today? Yeah. And nothing. nothing. It's because they're they're on their way to the library. And I loved that part too, where Terry's like, why the hell we go to a library? And like Howard agrees and like, yeah, like everything we need is on the net. Also, I love they call it the net. Yes. Well, this is still internet 1.08 days. This is true. This is before the bubble. Um, but you know, I, I resonated. Like, oh, go ahead. I was, I was gonna say I felt like watching that scene, like back in the day, the CEO of Blockbuster saw that one scene mm-hmm. of like uh, exactly. Teenagers these days, they care about nostalgia. They're, you know, Dana, that, that lady character, she wants to hold a physical book. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Kids aren't going to start leaving the stores. Kids are just the one VHS copies. Yeah. But I, I loved her. When this, when this base 2040. Yeah. We got, we got 30 years left of this franchise. We'll be fine. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Right. I, but I love when Dana says those things like, you know, it doesn't, it's not the same as physically holding a book. Cause that is a archaic philosophy that i still hold on to desperately i still noticed. read a book physical book every night before going to bed um i love it i read scripts on my ipad mm-hmm. uh, but otherwise i always read physical books i completely agree with dana i'm gonna be sad when all the books have gone away uh well you do comics digitally now right uh a little half and half a, a little bit yeah i haven't bought any comics in a while mm-hmm. if it's because that's the one thing i'm i'm pretty steadfast on is like i if i read a comic i have to hold it yeah i do prefer it that way i think part of it is that when comicsology or it wasn't even comicsology yet i think it was like the the dc and marvel versions of that way back in the day yeah when they first came out it just the interface wasn't great and it just didn't quite gel for me i think it didn't help too that one of the first things that i read was grant morrison's batman and son which the the panel that was early Damien, right? Yeah, that was, it was the introduction that. of Damien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like the um, and a lot of the uh, the issues around that, like phys- like actual comic issues, not like topics or problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around that were just the the writing was weird and confusing. The art was a little bit weird and confusing. So then reading it on a, a more disconnected medium didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've come to read a lot of stuff <clears throat> on that now. I mean, along those lines, all. DC comics are about to go up on the DC universe app. Yeah. Uh, anything that's over a year old. It's like their entire back catalog for <gasps> you 70 years. You can read all years. of Blackest Night. 
I can. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's tons of stuff I've wanted to read for years. It's all going to be up there, which is great. Cause I'm, you know, I'm still a DC comics reader. I barely ever buy a Marvel, Marvel comic. I will still buy physical comics. though if it's a finite run of something, mm-hmm. if I know that it's oh, going to, yeah, 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 I just think the beginning, middle and end, then I'll, I'll buy those because it's like contained. But for years I've been wanting to go back and finish out, uh, the beyond comics universe. Cause they had Batman beyond, they had justice league beyond Superman beyond. And I still have probably another maybe six or seven collected editions to buy. And that's like $200 right there. Yeah. And like, I already have most of it in paper, so I'm going to probably buy the rest of it. But I'm also just like, shit, it's expensive. It's really expensive Mm -hmm. to buy a comic. So I read a lot of it now digitally. But there's also a very nostalgic, not only holding a physical copy of it, but especially with buying single issues like that. Like that's the heart of Comic-Con still, of Comic-Cons still. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I walk through those low, you know, the, the 100s, the 900s area, like, I want to be looking for something. Like, I want to have a purpose for being there. Yeah. And then it's cool to, like, you know, talk to the people or see the people that that are there for a specific issue, that have been hunting for years. Like, I want Batman 151. Like, do you have Batman 151? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I have, you know, I have two issues of that. Both are, you know, at a, a 5 and a 5.2 quality i know okay yeah um i was just letting you talk thank you yeah it's so rare i don't i, I never get to finish a sentence i don't know what to do <laughs> is <now>. it disconcerting <laughs> a little bit <laughs> there, was, there was a tv show that made that joke was it it might have been brooklyn 99 uh where one of the side characters starts talking no it's it's parks and rec where it's jerry um uh, he he kind of like stops talking in the middle he's like I don't know what this. I don't know how to finish the sentence. I've never been able to finish a sentence. Oh, with you that's guys. right. Because he's always getting interrupted. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. I know. Um, uh, trying to think of any other little things in here that I really liked. Oh, I have, okay. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Batman goes off to go capture fingers. Yes. Right. And so he like he shows up. And he's like very calmly talking to him, and then he like jumps on fingers back and tries to like hog tie him. Yep. That seems like a very ineffective way to capture a girl. I don't know what you're talking about. As someone who's very well versed in the in the in the world of rodeo, well, I was I can tell you this is the only way to hog tie an animal. I was going to ask you, how would you capture a gorilla, Cameron? Certainly not like that. <laughs> uh, I think it would start with the comedic banana on a string. Okay. And and lure him into into a safe space safe space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that would very much not work. Uh, you got to start there. You got, you have to start there. Yeah. You got to start with, with the low hanging fruit. How would I capture a gorilla? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, they're fast. Strong. Very strong. Intelligent. So I would not want to be, yeah. Especially this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How, how would I capture a gorilla? Cause you can't hog tie it like a, like a bull. You can't, you can't just tie its limbs together like that. No. You can't really run from it like a bull. You can't, you can't matador this. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty awesome, yeah. Um, Just grab a a sheet with a bunch of printed bananas on it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like instead of just running through it, it would just grab you. Yeah, just grab it. Uh, Maybe maybe play some some of the Tarzan soundtrack. Oh, a little Phil Collins? (laughs) A little Phil Collins, (laughs) yeah. Uh, It'd be a pretty good place to start. Uh, if that doesn't work, then go to another Tarzan franchise. Maybe jump to uh, the Brendan Fraser Tarzan. That's George the Jungle. That is George. Damn it. Um, Classic studio comedy, George the Jungle. Yes. 
Uh, is it a studio comedy though? It's, it's, a, it's a studio comedy. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure that was a Warner Brothers film. It was. Maybe it's Universal. Actually, I gotta look this up. Um, no, what's the one where he? Oh, that's Encino Man. Damn it. Um, what what was the '90s Tarzan movie? The the non animated '90s Tarzan then. Was there one? Because there was Jungle to Jungle with Tim Allen. Was that I... also George of the Jungle? No, that's an original film. Oh, not based on Tarzan though, because he's a kid in the jungle. Well, no, yeah, brought so, into society. I mean, yeah, maybe it's like loosely based off Tarzan, but like Tarzan isn't referenced at any okay. point. It's not like, you know, about Tarzan. Mm-hmm. It's about Mimi Siku. There you go. Good pull. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, then I would go with our uh, backup Tarzan. Oh, there you go. Oh, uh, my turn? I was going to say I would go with our backup Tarzan, which is Andrew, no, Alexander Skarsgård's Tarzan. Uh, where I would just get really shredded uh, and show off my abs to the point where the gorilla would be so intimidated by my beautiful body mm-hmm. that it would just submit. Uh, or I think it just would swoon and collapse at that point. Yes. Just un- unable to process that just raw sexual power. Yeah. Uh, and, and aside from that, I would have to bring in Margot Robbie as well. Also, did you say the one starring Stellan Skarsgård? I said Alexander Skarsgård. Okay. Okay. I started saying Andrew Skarsgård, and I knew that was not right. I mean, to be fair, I would kind of love to see a Tarzan film starring Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> I can't speak to the abs of that movie necessarily, mm-hmm. though. Yes, that, those would be my, my tactics. How, how would you capture Gorilla, Chris? Oh, I didn't prepare an answer. I just prepared a question. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> no, I was looking Certainly at... not throw a battering at it. No, that was never going to work. Oh, uh, Walt, oh, Disney did George the Jungle. See, studio comedy. Boom. Oh, right. Also, I loved that movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. Also, that was probably one of the movies that helped me learn that I was gay. <laughs> I mean, because let's, let's be perfectly frank here. Brendan Fraser, in his heyday, oh my God. Oh, yeah. I mean, Encino Man is, is peak Brendan Fraser, especially body-wise. Yeah. Because that's the one where he's brought back into society. Um. Can we also talk about how the 90s had so many great jungle-themed movies? I love Jungle the Jungle. I saw it again not too long ago. Really holds up. Does it? I don't think I've ever Martin seen Short the entirety of that film. Martin Short is incredible in it. Also had a huge crush on Sam Huntington. Um, I was young enough for it not to be creepy that I had a huge crush on him. Because uh, also, in that movie, great body. Um, Brandon Fraser shirtless here. Just don't, don't mind me. Oh, uh, because then there was also not not jungle themed, but there was also um. My God, Dudley Do Right. Oh, Dudley Do Right. Uh, yeah. that was a fun one too. I it was like my, I don't know, one of my birthdays. We all like we took a group of people to all go see that together. Um, I'm still just looking at. So there was a, a 1994 Jungle Book. I don't know what that is. Oh, I remember that. I remember that movie because. Like, the villain falls into quicksand. Okay. And it was, again, how, like, when you're a kid, you think one of the greatest threats in your life will be quicksand. Yes. God damn it, yes. Yeah. Terrified me. Absolutely terrified me. Um, oh, shit. Okay, here's a photo of it. That looks terrifying. Uh, there was George of the Jungle in 97. Uh, the Jungle Book Mowgli Story in 98. Jungle to Jungle 97. Tarzan 99. Uh, and that, that's it for, for the 90s ones. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I found this list. I forgot I had another list. Did you see uh, BuzzFeed's list? Because this week was Paul Red's birthday. Oh, I did see this, yeah. Of uh, the uh, K 
can you guess which Paul Rudd is younger? Yes. It was, I think I got like. Which is genius. I think I got eight of 12. That's amazing. Just because I knew what movie came out when. It's the funniest, funniest BuzzFeed he I've ever seen. He is a timeless wizard. He turned 50 this year. Which is crazy. Yeah. He looks so good. He looks 35 still. It's, oh my God. Paul Rudd. You, whatever you're doing, you gem. I don't, yes. yeah, whatever your secret is, tell wherever us. that Lazarus pit is, you keep <laughs> using it. Yeah, I don't know. It's going on, they're just like, I don't know, probably sacrificing children, absorbing their youth or something. But That's he's fine. Paul Ruddy's so charming. I'm yeah. fine with it. Um, so back to the episode. Another big part, which was kind of underplayed, is Commissioner Gordon's back in this episode. Yeah. And um, like, yeah, I mean, she, she was kind of fitting into her usual role of like, Saving Terry's ass. Yeah, kind of like going along with it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. She wasn't butting heads with anyone. But she's also like, I'm kind of out of town. I can't be bothered with this shit. Yeah, I kind of wanted her to be a bigger part of this episode. She seemed very almost deus ex machina. Do they... But they don't rescue him. Wasn't it... Yeah, she does. That she had that the gorilla rescued him. The gorilla rescues him first, and then Commissioner Gordon oh, rescues okay. him second, and then the gorilla I'm... rescues him again. I'm going to be honest, I wasn't paying super close attention as I was watching this. How dare you? I was writing out my notes for Shazam while mm-hmm. I was watching Batman Okay, that's, that's understandable. <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot more to say about that than this. Yeah, it's just, overall, like, this just didn't really do much for me. There was one little moment, though, that I did love, which is when uh, Fingers escapes through the Warner Brothers equivalent of Gotham Studios. Yes. And he hails a cab, and he gets in, and the guy just assumes he's a dude in a makeup, like, mm-hmm. in makeup and a costume. I thought that was Understandable, fun. too. Yeah, because I'm sure people are just walking off set in full costume and catching a cab. Yeah. I mean, life as an extra is hard. It's true, actually. Yeah. Have you done that? Have you ever been an extra in I've a film? I've not been an extra. It's a lot. Is it? Okay. Well, actually, the times that I did it was for Steve Jobs. And that wasn't, That's right. that wasn't so bad because we were like sitting inside an air-conditioned building the entire time. There was, a, uh, there was another video that came out this week. It might, I mean, it might come out earlier. I saw it this week where it was um, Man Connects Extended Extended Universe. And it's a it's a background actor put a reel of all of the things he's been in. Yeah. And joked that he is the connecting bridge between all of these films. Oh my god. So it was like a few Marvel films, a few like DC films, mm-hmm. and then just like some random TV shows and random comedies. That's fantastic. It's like Marvel connected to Family Feud. <laughs> it's like that's a that's a kid that knows how to work his reel. Dude, that would be a great series. Yeah. Like, what do game shows look like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? That's a great question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it seems like anytime we we see an element of like real culture attached to MCU, people are obsessed with the heroes. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that being a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, same with DC. Also, also we know in the MCU that Disneyland exists. Oh, at wait. the end of Black Panther, when they go to oh, Oak, that's right. I uh, thought you were taking me to Disneyland. Yeah. That's right. So we know it. We know it exists. But I mean, there's other elements of that too, though. It's like in the MCU, we know Star Wars exists, mm-hmm. and I feel like they. But made... not the point where Peter. But I think only the original three, because Peter doesn't know who um, Mace Windu is. Does he not? Well, we can assume so because Mace Windu looks surprisingly similar to Nick Fury. See, I'm. I believe that. I believe that in the MCU, Samuel Jackson exists. Oh, for sure. <laughs> because, and I'm basing this off the fact that in the Ultimates comic, which was the one that modeled him after Samuel Jackson, mm-hmm. they're having a conversation at one point of who would play them in a movie. And Nick Fury goes, Samuel Jackson. 
obviously. And it's just like, it's su- it's such a weird joke, but it works so well. Yeah. And I think their proposal was like, I don't know, like Brad Pitt for Cap or something like that, mm-hmm. which that version, those two versions would not mesh. No. Have you ever read The Ultimates? I've not. It's really good, actually. Okay. I have them, I think they're back home, though. Gotcha. You should read them they're fantastic. Um, do you have any other like major thoughts on this, or should we get into... Oh, really. Damn. Um... Yeah, oh, so this is this is clearly a, a playoff of the Buddhist saying, what? Hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. Oh, is that Buddhist? I don't remember. I don't know. It's, it's Asian. It's Eastern. It's an Eastern philosophy. Yeah. Of some religion. Um, oh, wait. Oh, hang on. Because we had... This is speak no evil? Speak no evil. Have we had other... We've had see no evil. Which was the... New um, Batman The invisible one, right? Yeah. Yes. So... I don't, know if we've had a I don't think we had to hear no evil. Which I, we had so many villains about sound. Yeah. One. There should have been, you feel like there would have been like a Shriek episode called Hear No yeah. Evil. I'm kind of upset they didn't finish that trilogy. Yeah. Um, Maddie, confirm for us if there yeah. was ever Hear No Evil. Also, Maddie, while we're at it, yes, I am including Critters in the list of terrible DCAU episodes featuring animals. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Understandable. <laughs> Uh, but no, this, this is a very much a kind of a throwout episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I did like at the end uh, when they bring fingers back to Africa mm-hmm. and they're like, do you want us to remove your super intelligence? And he basically is like, no, I'm going to be a gorilla vigilante. I love it. And I love that idea. Yeah. He's going to be the poacher hunter. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I imagine him doing the same thing that... Uh, early Steve, Stephen Amell did in, in uh, Arrow, mm-hmm. where he gets like, he squishes a banana and rubs it over his eyes, over to, his make, eyes. to make a, a fake mask. A disguise. Yeah. Uh, I would watch that episode. I would totally 100%. watch a whole episode dedicated to him fighting poachers in Africa. Him alongside Anansi? Oh, man. Yes. Uh, I'm on board. That yes. sounds way more entertaining than what we just watched. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, but should we move on? Let's move on. So I have I have a new segment for you, Chris. Uh-huh. A few weeks ago, I gave some very wrong information to our listeners, and I apologize deeply. Shocking. Uh, so I wanted to figure out how to pass, ha- pass the correct information on. So I'm starting a new segment for us called Cameron's Course Corrections. <laughs> for anyone that knew the backstory of the character that I'm going to talk about, uh, you were probably cringing as I mis- uh, misexplained every single detail I got wrong. So we're going to go back through very quickly and talk about Jericho, son of uh, Slade Wilson. Okay. So before I said he is the oldest, no, he's the youngest son of Slade and uh, Adeline Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was born as a child, he was a musical prodigy. So he was, he was a very you know, well-gifted musician, singer, etc. Um, and he was taken hostage at, by a, a Karaki terrorist or a mercenary to get information from Slade. Uh, the, the, the Karaki character's name is Jackal. Uh, jackal it's a jackal it's a jackal jackal. is it a jackal uh so slade went to save him um jackal cut jericho's throat rendering him mute uh which was what i was trying to get at before uh and the point of the backstory that was so fascinating which i completely missed uh is adeline the wife Mm -hmm. was so furious with slade that she tries to kill him and shoots his eye out, which is why he wears the eye patch. Really? Yes. That, oh. that was the interesting part that I completely missed, that I completely forgot. Yes. Uh, so did since, she shoot it out with a Red Rider BB gun? Yes. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so since she was unable to kill him, because he also has super healing powers, mm-hmm. except for his eye, apparently, uh, she divorces him, and uh, uh, Jericho goes with his mother, because mm-hmm. uh, she works for a separate espionage company. Okay. Uh, so while over there, he starts to learn about his meta powers, which is um, where he can take possession of anyone he take he makes eye contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of he, he his biggest run in the comics is at the towards the end of Judas contract he joins the Titans in order to protect them against his father. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and while the team is very. Um, pretty unwilling to work with him since he is Slade's son. And this is just after Terra comes. Um, they're very distant from him until he takes over Raven's mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we learn about her backstory with her father. And so then they bond over having a crazy uh, have, with their daddy. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it gets really weird from there, but we don't have to go any further than that. <laughs> so that is Jericho's correct backstory. Please ignore everything that I said before. <laughs> this has been... This has been Cameron's Course Corrections. I love it. Thank you for listening. Uh, I suppose occasionally I'll have to do Chris's Course Corrections, but probably less frequently. Probably less frequently, because I, I like to make up a lot of shit. Yeah. Also, I'm stubborn. I just stick to my yeah. wrongness. I, I, wouldn't, I, I had to re-listen to that episode for, for something else, and I remember hearing what I was talking about, and I'm like, no, what none you, of that sounds right. What did you re-listen to it for? Uh, I will talk about that later. Okay, great. Yes. Uh, real quick, what you got to plug? Fuck, I forgot to think of something to plug. Uh, what do you have to plug? And I'll think of something in a minute. All right, I have to plug a amazing film that I watched for the first time this week. It is the 1987 classic, Dirty Dancing. You did? That movie is spectacular. Okay. So... I have been told numerous times I have to watch this. Mm-hmm. I finally sat down and watched it this week. It is the sexiest movie I've ever it's seen amazing. in my entire life. Yeah. And mind you, Patrick Swayze just oozes charisma. Yeah. Like, I've never wanted to learn how to dance more than when he's on screen. But it was not, in fact, Patrick Swayze I fell in love with that movie. It was Jennifer Grey's baby, who is now, for me, the sexiest character ever I've seen on screen. Wow. Beating out Audrey Hepburn, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Did you have the time of your life? I had the time of my life. <laughs> and you... I owe it all to you, Cameron. Thank you. Because you suggested I watch it. This is not true. <laughs> I owe it all to my friend Alex, who suggested that I watch yes. it. Um, but the music's fantastic. It's the most 80s movie ever made, even right. though it is set in the summer of 63. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Jerry Orbach's in it. He's so good. Guys, I cannot say this enough. If you have not seen Dirty Dancing... Go see it. Um, it became a topic of conversation at my office through sheer force of will on my part because <laughs> I would not stop talking about it. And now a whole bunch of us are going to go see it at the rooftop cinema in Hollywood nice. at the end of this month. That's exciting. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's spectacular. Nice. Uh, I found a plug. Okay. So I'm listening to this book. I don't think I've plugged this yet. Uh, I'm about halfway through with it and it's amazing. Uh, it's called One of Us is Lying. Okay. Uh, by somebody. Nope, just, just... Wait, how did you just realize this was a plug? Have you not been reading it actively? No, I have, but I was going to wait until I finished it to plug it. Oh, uh, okay. But I haven't watched anything new this week. I've been rewatching Game of Thrones in preparation for right. next week. That's fair. Um, it's next week, man. It's I know, I cannot, cannot wait. Cannot wait. Um, this story, One of Us is Lying, is a 
high school murder mystery. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Where um, it, it's a pretty popular book. It, it's uh, it came out a year or two ago. Um, where it's for it, it's very much like um, Breakfast Club, but one of them died in detention. I feel like did you tell me about this already? Or, I might have. Or someone. This is ringing a bell. I feel like someone told me about this. Might have been you. Yeah. So it's it's uh, four characters from different walks of high school life witness um, one of their classmates die in front mm-hmm. of them, um, and the book. Is every chapter is from a different perspective. Okay. Um, and it's all of them trying to clear their name of why they didn't kill him. That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds really, really yeah, good. Yeah, so I'm halfway through with it. I'm loving every minute of it. Um, highly recommend it. I mean, I feel like that someone must be adapting that because that is a great <clears throat> concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is by um, Karen M. McManus. All right, I gotta check that out because that yeah. sounds spectacular. I'm loving it. Um, uh, I'm not gonna bother trying to figure out if someone's adapting it or not. Um, right on. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall we? Shall we call it? Let's call it. Uh, if you want to reach out to us specifically, would love to hear people's thoughts on Shazam. Yes. Um, How funny. would you compare it to Captain Marvel? Ooh, that's for a good the question. fans, for the and fans. we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah. So if you want to reach out to us about that, we are. Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Yes, we are. I am at Lordifer on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I am at uh, Cameron.Dexter if you want to see my art. And if you want to see my face, that's at CamDexter underscore Adventures. Boom, boom, boom. We will be back next week with two episodes of Batman Beyond. Yes. The classic two-parter, The Call. We only have Super three more episode, podcast episodes left of Batman, right? Really? Yeah. Because I think it's, unless we do two more solos, because it's a two-parter Single episode, two-parter single episode. Oh, shit. I guess they're preparing then for <laughs> for Zeta, I think, would be next, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. We got to track that Damn shit down. It. I just want to watch start. I want to start Justice League. I know. We still have to get through. Well, I mean, you want to get to Static. You're excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for everything after that. Yeah. But it's... We're going to work out how we're going to do Zeta. <laughs> yeah. We're going to figure it out. Uh, but as always, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you so much. And goodbye. Bye.